0: good morning sports fans this is garrison talk sports here on anchor happy friday guys but last night was thursday night and we had a lot of great sports action to cover mainly college football let's get to it Uh, first with 17th ranked oklahoma state defeating 22nd ranked virginia tech 30 to 21 mason rudolph one of the uh high draft picks coming this draft for the nfl through for 351 yards and a pair of touchdowns on his way to winning MVP honors. His favorite target, James Washington, had a long touchdown grab and became the Cowboys career receiving yards leader. He had five receptions for 126 yards, giving him 4,472 yards for his career. A fantastic one at that. Coming into this game, I thought that Oklahoma State had the stark advantage because their defense, unlike years past, was good enough to make stops here and there and they have that explosive offense. Whereas Virginia Tech, their offense was unproven, especially in, in games where they went up against really talented defenses such as Miami where they got trounced uh, 30 to 13. And then we see it again here where they go up against an offense that can put up points. And they're just not able to respond like other teams. So the, the blueprint is there for Virginia Tech on defense. If they can just put some pieces together on offense, look out. Uh, in the uh, see the Alamo Bowl, we had 13th ranked TCU against 15th ranked Stanford. And going, early on, Stanford led 21-3. It looked like they were going to cruise to an early victory. Not the case. TCU outscores Stanford 16-6 in the fourth quarter to secure the comeback win, an epic game, 39-37. You know there's something about TCU in San Antonio, because in 2015 they found themselves at a 31-0 deficit to Oregon, but they came back and won that game. Same thing, another Pac-12 school, Stanford, and they rally from down, uh, 21-3 down. Uh, Coach Gary Patterson was quoted as saying, "The bottom line is we need to start faster." Uh, he was obviously joking there. Kenny Hill scored a total of four touchdowns in the effort, including one touchdown reception. Uh, I believe that was some sort of trick play they drew up out of the Wildcat formation. Uh, and he also won MVP honors. So, congratulations to TCU there. The Pac-12, my uh, my conference, continues to struggle. Speaking of which, another Pac-12 school was in action last night in the Holiday Bowl. Michigan State versus Washington State, and Washington State just didn't really show up. Michigan State routed my Cougs 42-17. My Cougs led 3-0 to end the first, and that was the last they would sniff of a lead as Michigan State would go on to score 35 straight points in the game. And the Cougs obviously missed Luke Falk. Uh, the Spartans did a fantastic job of keeping everything in front of them all game, and Mark Dantonio earned his 100th victory uh, uh, in the Holiday Bowl win. and also gave the Spartans 10 wins on the season, which is amazing considering the year before they went 3 and 9. On the other end for the Cougs, Luke Falk, thank you for your uh, thank you for your contributions to the WSU program. Getting it back on the map, definitely going to miss him, and I wish him nothing but the best as he moves on to the NFL Draft. Uh, as far as as uh, as far as next year, we got a great recruiting class coming in. It's in the top half of the Pac-12. I'm excited to see what we can do. And Tyler Helensky, uh, he had a solid game. You know, we can't blame the loss on him entirely. Uh, he threw 39 of 50 for over 200 yards, a couple of touchdowns, did have two turnovers, but uh, he was composed and I think going into next year with, with a full offseason of work under his belt, as the starter, uh, we're gonna see good things from him going forward. And we were missing our top two receivers in Tavares Martin Jr. and Isaiah Mack. So, you know what, it was a frustrating game to watch, but in the end, uh, I'm happy that we went 9-4, and, and to the Cougar fans who are complaining that we need to fire Mike Leach, get real. We're not a Ohio State, a USC, Florida, Notre Dame, et cetera. We're Washington State, and you need to lower your expectations just a smidge. It wasn't just football that was going on last night. The NBA was in action as well, namely the Boston Celtics and the Houston Rockets, a matchup of two teams that are both at the top of their uh, in, of their conferences, East and West. And boy, did we have a show as Houston at one point led by 26 points or 60 to 34 and it looked like they were just going to walk away with this one early as James Harden and the Rockets were rolling in Boston. Not the case. Boston comes back from 26 down to defeat the Houston Rockets 99-98. James Harden was the leading scorer for the Rockets and had led with assists as he had 34 points and 10 assists. However, when guarded by Marcus Smart, he was 0 of 7 from the field with 4 turnovers, two of those turnovers including excuse me, those two offensive fouls to end the game and really cost Boston the game. And say what you will about Marcus Smart flopping, Houston shouldn't have given up a 26-point deficit to begin with, so it shouldn't have mattered. Yes, Marcus Smart may have flopped. I personally don't think he really flopped. I think James Harden was a moron for putting himself in that situation. But in any case, it's all on the Rockets for letting Boston creep back into it. And good on the Celtics for fighting and not, you know, just acting like, well, this is one of those nights, you know, we'll go out and get them next time. No, they came back, put their nose to the grindstone, and uh, clawed their way back to a victory and the more impressive thing about it is the celtics have played the most games in the nba sitting at uh, they've played 39 games so their schedule has been very front heavy right now and i'm definitely i'm sure that they're looking forward to a break um kyrie speaking of the celtics kyrie had 26 points to help the c's complete their furious comeback and al horford Hit the go-ahead bucket to give the celtics that 99 98 win so very exciting game to watch but there was also another game that i thought was interesting it was let's uh let's brag on my spurs a little bit here as they defeat the knicks last defeated the knicks last night 119 107 it was a total team effort and but on the Knicks side michael beasley had 23 points and 12 rebounds off the bench his excellent season continues in new york after making those claims that he was on Kevin Durant or Carmelo's or LeBron's level. uh, He's putting up cody numbers, so, you know, power to him. Uh, On the Spurs side, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge continues his all-star season with 25 points in the win, and Pau Gasol had another impressive night with 17 points, 11 boards, and 7 assists. He was creeping up on a triple-double there, and... I couldn't be happier with our front court's performance because going into the season, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge struggled mightily all of last season, really, and in the, into the playoffs averaging around 18 points a game. And he just looked timid on offense a lot of the time, especially in the playoffs when we needed him to be the guy. He It looked like he was extremely uncomfortable, and the offense didn't really know his role. Um, it, he he felt like it was Kawhi's team and he just needed to take a back seat. This year, he threw that out the window and he is acting like he owns this team. And he's playing extremely well. And when Kawhi has played, they've played extremely well together. So I really hope that's a sign of things to come. Because if that's the case, I don't see why this team can't at least challenge the Warriors. I don't know if they would beat them. But... Who knows, you know, if they could take it to seven. When Kawhi was out or went out in that game one of the Western Conference Finals last year, they were up by 25 points in Oracle. So that's there's something to be said about that. And Pau Gasol, I was very critical of the Spurs signing him to a three-year, $48 million deal. Uh, he's playing like he did in, in Chicago when we brought him over. He's averaging close to 16 a game and close to a 10 rebounds a game. So close to a double-double every night, all, all the while sprinkling in assists. So Pau Gasol, my hat's off to you, <laughs> way to go. Um, he's uh, really uh, becoming a bright spot in the Spurs rotation. And I'm looking forward to see what this squad can do going forward. The NBA's also got some great games today. Oklahoma City takes on Milwaukee from Oklahoma City and don't look now but Oklahoma City is currently on a 6 game win streak and they're sitting at 20 and 15 and if you remember the Cleveland Cavaliers when they won their NBA title they sat at 20 and 19 to start the season um so thir- they had 39 games where they had to get acquainted with one another and then Oklahoma City doing the same thing in 35 games so and actually now that I think about it Cleveland did I don't think they won the championship that year they went uh, I think that's the year they lost to Golden State in the NBA Finals if I'm not mistaken maybe one of my listeners can correct me on that just submit a comment or call in etc uh, in any case Oklahoma City is starting to put it together right now. Russell Westbrook has stopped jacking up threes, thank the Lord. And they're starting to move the ball with a lot more efficiency, it seems like. Uh, Paul George and Carmelo are buying into it. Steven Adams has been the anchor of this team. And I think he's one of the main reasons, honestly, that this team is... What we see is what we're getting right now. And I think Oklahoma City could definitely make some noise in the playoffs if they continue to work on... You know, putting it together like this, like they have been. It's gonna to be tough against Milwaukee, but they have the roster to do it. They got guys like Paul George and Andre Roberson to at least annoy the Greek Freak. But that being said, the Greek Freak also has uh, Eric Bledsoe now. So this Milwaukee team is interesting, that's for sure. But if Oklahoma City plays like they're capable of playing, like we've seen against teams like Golden State and Houston, then I don't see why they can't come out with a win tonight as well. Elsewhere, Golden State hosts the Charlotte Hornets in Oracle. Uh, as they continue their seven-game homestand, all without Steph Curry. Uh, Curry, it sounds like he is close to returning. He was doing his best to make it uh, to their last game. Uh, he was practicing with the team. He was uh, getting good runs in. He was came in as a reserve in uh, warm-up uniform and was warming up with the team, but he was a late scratch and the Warriors decided not to play him. Uh, Coach Steve Kerr says he plans on giving Curry the green light sooner than later and it's anticipated that he may start as soon as this weekend when they take on Mem- the Memphis Grizzlies. So It's not like the Warriors have needed him. Uh, the, they're 9-1 without uh, Curry on the court. They sit at 28-7 and on the season and you know they're obviously the favorite to win it all and why not they've got the roster to do it and they literally brought back the same roster as last year so not surprised at all by this hot start from golden state and we look for that to continue uh, against charlotte unfortunately for the hornets and charlotte's a team that i thought was going to be a lot better than they are you know, with adding Dwight Howard, a front court presence like that, to go with Kemba Walker, Nick Nicholas Batum, and other solid pieces. And they just haven't been able to put it together. Michael Jordan's still struggling to find that roster that gets his team to the next level, to a team that can actually compete in the Eastern Conference and push for an Eastern Conference Finals appearance. We haven't seen that. We haven't seen a team to make it past the first round in in his career as the hornets owner so we'll have to see what happens And guys i mentioned earlier this show that the college bowl season was heating up it really hits its boiling point today with usc and ohio state going at it in the cotton bowl today in A- at ant stadium Man, that's a great matchup. You've got When you've got two brands like USC and Ohio State coming together, if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. Both teams have a rich history, and their last meeting was eight years ago back in 2009. Cameron Smith, the line, a linebacker from USC, said it's all, it all starts with limiting their run game uh easier said than done JT Barrett has compiled 17 or wow 732 yards rushing uh, while running back J.K. Dobbins had 1,364 yards the backup you ask had 608 yards rushing so Ohio State loves that triple option look where uh, JT Barrett's able to uh, hit with a play-action pass. He's able to pull the ball and run. He's able to hand it off to J.K. Dobbins behind that massive offensive line. And it's that's really tough to ask of a defense to focus or to stay disciplined on that when you've got a quarterback who can just pull the ball and run, when you've got a quarterback who's great with the play-action, and you've got one of the best running backs in the country uh, in J.K. Dobbins. So USC's defense definitely has a, their hands full in this one. That being said, this is the healthiest the USC defense has been all season. Same for their offense, so I look for USC to be ready to play. Uh, On the flip side, Ohio State looks to do the same against USC, as Ronald Jones II comes in boasting uh, 1,486 yards rushing on the season. Uh, Jones surpassed names like Mike Garrett, Lendale White, Reggie Bush, and OJ Simpson to become the fifth leading ball carrier in program history. When you've got a running back who is passing names like that in your program, you know he's special. And that's why a lot of these guys want to go to big programs like that, is to put their names up with greatness like that, as far as tradition is concerned. And uh, Ronald Jones II has definitely done that. So it goes without saying that he is a cornerstone of this USC offense, which averages 34 and a half points per game. Uh, And it is quarterbacked by Sam Darnold, who earlier in the season, you guys might remember, my listeners might remember, uh, me critiquing Sam Darnold. Well, since then, he's had, uh, in the last seven games, 14 touchdowns to three interceptions. So not only has he turned it on, uh, or not only has Ronald Jones had an excellent season, but Sam Darnold has turned it on, and this USC offense has been firing on all cylinders. So... To me, all signs point to USC coming out on top of this one. The way they've been, you know, going upward this season. You know, Sam Darnold uh, is a guy who can really take over a game, and then when you couple in the fact that his offensive line is pretty much back to full health, and his receiving core is also getting close or close to full health, um, I I really like USC in this one. That being said, Ohio State has a lot of talent on that roster, uh, sprinkled all over the defense. They're very young in the secondary is the only thing, which Sam Darnold could feast on that. So I've got to give the slight edge to USC in this one. Um, The Cotton Bowl may not be the playoff, but it really does have its own significant feel. Guys, last but not least, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk some college basketball. And we got a good one today. Number 16, 16 Kentucky, uh, sitting at 9-2 on the season, takes on Louisville today at 10-2. A classic rivalry in the Bluegrass State. Uh, The Wildcats are coming off a loss to UCLA where they gave up 12 three-pointers. And Coach Calipari, who talks, loves to hear himself talk, called on his team for one thing and one thing only, aggressiveness. And I I myself can't stand when Calipari goes into those long rants and those long discussions with reporters on the sideline where he goes on and on and on and on and on. He really loves to hear himself talk. But I actually agreed with pretty much everything he said about his team uh, just how they lacked desperation on the court. They never won the 50/50 ball against UCLA. They weren't diving on the floor. He used an analogy where uh, everybody gets it in a fire. Some people might get the flames. Some people might the start might, some might, people might get the smoke. But the point is everybody in the house gets it. So everyone who's stuck in the house gets it. I really liked that analogy because if you're on a team that struggles and, you know, it's like a boat to use another analogy. If, uh, if somebody isn't pulling their weight, then the whole, the rest of the group struggles and the boat can start to sink. So everyone grab an oar, cause we're going on with, going on to greater things. Uh, that's basically what Coach Calipari was hoping to inspire in his team. And he really they really need to in this game because Louisville comes in shooting 45.7% from the field, including 35.8% from three, all culminating to averaging close to 80 points per game. So if Kentucky does not bring that aggressiveness that Calipari was hoping to see, you're going to see a similar result to the UCLA game, I think. Uh, but that's the, that's, the, that's the tough thing about basketball is you never know what you're going to get at the college level, at least sometimes a team can have an amazing shooting night the next they might not show up. So who knows what we're going to see tonight. I just know that it's a game featuring a lot of talent. Uh, between two teams who are 19 and 4 combined on the season so uh, I myself would be excited to watch that and uh, I think you guys should tune in as well but like I went through today there's a lot of great sports to watch and um, it's a Friday full chocked full of uh, watchable events that's for sure Well, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor. You guys probably won't be hearing from me for the next couple of days as my wife and I uh, and brother and his fiance are all heading to Boise, Idaho to uh, hang out with my mom and stepdad and just get some time away from it all, just uh, continue our Christmas celebration, if you will, into the new year. Uh, That's the cool thing about getting married guys is not only do I get Christmas with my family, but I get Christmas with my wife's family as well. So there was two Christmases and then I've got my mom and stepdad. So three, I get three Christmases and that's going to continue, like I said, into this weekend and I'm really excited about it. So you guys won't be hearing from me for the next few days as I just hang out with family down there. And I hope you guys have a fantastic New Year's Eve and a fantastic New year. Uh, stay safe obviously and get you know, do your best to stay up till midnight that night. Uh, that again, have fun, but be safe at the crazy time of year, <laughs> end of year if you will, where uh, people just seem to lose all inhibitions of safety and whatnot and just go all out. So, uh, yeah, guys, I'm getting close to 50 followers or favorites rather here on anchor. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my show. Even if it's just one episode here and there, I really appreciate you guys listening. Any feedback you have is appreciated. And any, uh, f- any of those of you who swing by my station and think it's worth listening to, please drop a favorite. Also, if you'd like to listen to my, uh, uh podcasts it's all on google play music and itunes so you can find garrison talk sports on both of those uh, outlets and uh, if you find my podcast that enjoyable please subscribe or uh, favorite the show and uh, it'll send you updates when i make a new show or you can just listen to it right here on anchor either way um it's pretty cool. I have Google Play because I have an Android, and it sends me updates whenever I do a show. So whenever I do a show, it lets me know, hey, Garrison Talk Sports posted a new episode. So it's a pretty cool feature for someone like myself who hopes to be a future sportscaster. And uh, it really you know, it gives me an electric uh, resume when people want to hear work I've done. So that's why I'm doing this here on Anchor. And guys, feel free to, if you like my content, go over to my Facebook page. It's not you pick it anymore. It's Garrison Talk Sports, uh, spelt exactly like it sounds, Garrison Talk Sports. And I'll be posting all the best stories, all the best uh, breaking news, and best games of the day, giving my opinion. I also have a blog, Garrison Talk Sports, where... Uh, I'll post new story news stories. Uh, feel free, if you are a big fan, go over and subscribe to my blog, and I will be posting articles as frequently as I can just to try my hand at sports writing while I'm at it. So, guys, without further ado, thanks so much for listening. Have I'll see you guys next year, as they say. Uh, again, have a safe and happy new year. Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor, signing off.